Hey everybody, you're listening to Mad About It. I'm your host, Becky. Becky with the good hair. Yep. Yeah. That's me. So, uh, today, this episode's way more of a why y'all mad about it than a, than a mad about it myself. Today, I mean, it's not just today, it's been a while, but I've been pretty mad about, uh, RuPaul season 10, but I've especially been mad about uh, a certain contestant on RuPaul season 10, and not in the way that you might think, uh, but we're going to get into all of it. We're going to thoroughly explore today's topic. Today's topic is the vixen. Yeah, the, the vixen, not like a vixen, the vixen. The vixen is a uh, contestant on season 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race. And she's also a drag queen from Chicago. And she is uh, part of the group of drag queens that does black girl magic. She does it with uh, Dita Ritz and Shea Coulee and a ton of other drag queens. Um, and, you know, if you know much about Chicago, it won't surprise you that she has a really dedicated following. Uh, and the reason I, I say if you know much about Chicago is because Chicago seems to love wholly dedicating itself to utter nonsense. Look at the Cubs. Um, it's, like, it's like the city's pastime to, to, to back the underdog. It's his favorite thing to do. So, um, you know, it's a city that's famous for underdogs and hot dogs. So, um, it makes a lot of sense that the Vixen is the way that she is. So, the Vixen is the stage name for a guy named Anthony Taylor. Um, he was born in 1990. His birthday is December 11th, so make sure to wish him a happy birthday, December 11th. Um, he grew up in Chicago on the South Side. He was he says in the show that he came from a big family and that he was really close to his grandma. Uh he says a lot of stuff in the show. He says he says a lot of stuff in the show. Uh to the point where you kind of think, well, maybe is this guy being told to say the stuff that he's saying on the show? You know, almost certainly. There's no way but I mean, a lot of it's just real creative, so um, I wouldn't believe that all of it is stuff that he got told to say. And uh, if you've seen the vixen talk about how he acts on the show, I even feel like I feel even stronger when I watch interviews of 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 the, of the vixen uh, defending himself. It almost looks more staged than it did the first time. It's almost like they're cueing him during the drama and after the drama to try to make the drama as dramatic as possible. But, I mean, I also kind of think that that's a really forgiving way to look at it because what I really think is that he's just, you know, trying to set everything on fire all the time, uh, kind of aimlessly. And then blames everybody else for being flammable. 
you know, it's like a little bit bizarre. But anyway, so we're going to get into this. Um, the thing about the vixen is that his whole goal is to talk about race politics and racial issues and um, get into people's face about racism, get in white people's face about how racist they are, get in white people's face about black perspective, black reality. And, um, uh, you know, I just, I don't know if I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I think that that's always being accomplished. Uh, from what I understand, the Vixen's work in Chicago is significantly better than the Vixen's work on the show. But what I don't understand is why the Vixen's work on the show is so different than uh, the Vixen's work in Chicago. Like, Why didn't the Vixen ever show? You know, why didn't she come out there first day with a protest piece on? You know, uh, why didn't she hang herself at some point like she does in Chicago? Why didn't she come out with a cross? Uh, you know, so I, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, if that's what you're famous for, if that's what you do, then why didn't we see it? Uh, we're not sick of seeing it because most of us haven't, haven't seen it. I, you know, I was fortunate. I live in Chicago. Uh, I saw the Vixen, but not everybody sees the Vixen. So don't get on the show and then assume that everybody's so familiar with you that you don't need to do your staple acts. That's ridiculous. Nobody on the show has ever done that. Nobody on the show has ever gone on the show, except for Trixie, I guess, and had like a totally profound alter ego that never gets shown in the sun. The, the only person that's done that is Trixie. And she won All-Stars. And Vixen says she's not going to do All-Stars. So you can't say you won't do All-Stars and then also just not do anything that makes you good. Sorry about it. Okay, we gotta get we gotta get into some more details here. Um, so she's got a good relationship with her family. She's got a good relationship with her grandma. Uh, uh, she talks about how close she is with her mom uh, in the show and off the show. Uh, she talks about uh, how they are closer than ever. I don't. I'm not sure if they've always been close. She doesn't talk about her dad too much. I haven't found much information about that i should just ask my, i have a friend who's i have two friends who are very very uh big vixen fans and they are um uh yeah they're on a first name basis with the with anthony and uh they uh they uh you know they they ask him stuff they hang out they do all the they do all the goodies they do all the meet and greet stuff but also like uh, they 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 were Vixen fans before the Vixen got asked to be on the show. I remember when the Vixen found out that uh, she was going to be on the show. Uh, my friend Christian was super excited because he knew when it happened. So that's kind of dope. But also, like, uh, you know, I just kind of think that... Uh, that there's a lot to talk about with the Vixen. So why are we talking about the Vixen? I'm not really mad about the Vixen, but everybody else is really, really mad about the Vixen. So it's more like y'all mad about it. This episode's way more of a why y'all mad about it than a, than a mad about it myself. So uh, let's get into it. Um, let's talk about what she did on the show it's controversial let's talk about the reception of that and let's talk about some other stuff i mean inevitably eureka is going to come up 
That's just, it's got to happen. But um, first, let's talk about specific sort of things she did on the show. So on the show, the first thing, you know, everybody, if, if you've watched RuPaul, the first thing that happens is you do the, the, the workroom walk-ins. So Vixen walks into the work, Vixen walks into the workroom and she says, I'm just here to fight. And uh, that pretty much hits the nail on the head for like the whole season. Yeah, she doesn't really, you know, she says that she's not a fighter all the time and that she only fights when provoked and that she never ever starts fights. Um, if you watch this, if you watch the show, there's a whole lot of evidence of her starting fights. Um, maybe it's the editing. I'm sure that it's always the edits. It's also the emails, you know, it's the edits and the emails and the, and the, and the Russians. But, uh, you know, it's also just what you say and how you say it. And how you react to people. Uh, so I, I just don't buy into the whole argument of I am just completely not responsible for my actions as long as I'm provoked. That's that seems to be like that seems to be the justification for all of it all the time. When somebody's like Vixen, why are you being so aggressive? She'll be like, Well, I, I think I'm triggered by the fact that you call me aggressive. And I'm going to react to it in a really aggressive way right now to sort of like, I guess, in her justification, teach you a lesson for making her mad or something. I, it's like, it's some abusive sort of talk. Like, I'll be honest, like, I don't really understand. Um, I don't really understand her defense, her various defense arguments for herself. They don't make any, they don't make any, any bit of sense. But anyway, uh, supposedly she, I mean, the other queens say that she's really nice and she's really friendly. The other queens say that she's like a heart of gold sort of queen. So, uh, I don't know what the deal is with that. Um, I'm sure, you know, she's probably very, very nice to somebody she's trying to get something from just like anybody is. But uh, I just don't, I don't really believe that she's like just got nothing but love in her heart for everybody because she's shown that a lot that she doesn't, you know, I, I would believe if, if the vixen just pulled everybody aside and said, listen, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, I've got a lot of problems, uh, I've been abused, blah, 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 I have a lot of aggression, uh, a lot of things trigger me. I'm very sensitive all the time. I wish I could be less sensitive, but I'm not. I feel like that's a different sort of thing. But the Vixen never does that. She she just, like, I guess assumes that everybody in the room is a certified psychologist or a psychiatrist or whatever. And they all just understand how to behave and they all just understand how to treat her and they all just have no problems deciphering her tantrums and her you know her needs they all understand what she needs better than she does i guess that's that's all their jobs i guess is to understand her needs better than better than their own 
Um, you know, most people just have to deal with their own shit and everybody else deals with their own shit. And when somebody can't deal with their shit, either people step in to help or they step out to, to peace out, you know. But uh, I guess in this scenario, the vixen is just not responsible for how she behaves ever. And it's everybody else's problem for pissing her off. I just, you know, I would just, I would love to live my life like that. I have lived my life like that a couple times in my life. I've had moments where I definitely have vixened out. Um, I am not, I am not, you know, living some sort of life that is free of rage. Far from it. But um, I've never blamed everybody else for causing my fire, you know. That doesn't make any sense. Again, I don't really think that, uh, you know, I don't think it's appropriate to get super angry uh, with the vixen in the way that people are getting angry with the vixen. I'm not trying to say that she's got to change i'm not saying it's just that she's gotta not blame other people for for her life because it's just not productive like i i I would love to blame other people and i do blame other people all the time for everything because it's their fault but um a lot of times it's it's not their fault you know and uh unfortunately you know wouldn't it be great if eureka really really did represent like all racism wouldn't it be amazing if aquaria represented all rich skinny white bitches in the world and that talking shit to aquaria meant that you were talking shit to every white lady with privilege in america wouldn't that be amazing it's not what it is it's not how it works uh so we don't really know. Uh, we don't really know. We don't really know what's going on with that. She says some things on the show that I think would give give anybody pause. And um, I mentioned them with my friends who uh, are big fans of the Vixen. And they, they did not pause. So, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I can't really say that. I guess I can't say that it, it, they wouldn't give anybody pause. To me, they, to me, I don't know why they wouldn't give anybody pause, but they didn't give these people pause at all. They just kept going. They were just like, yeah, 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 Vixen's the best. And um, I think that a lot of people, the, I think that the thing that the Vixen is successfully selling to some people is that she's a political queen who's in your face and ready to say stuff that you don't want to hear. So I guess for some people that just means that anything and everything that she says that's offensive is some somehow also progressive. That's certainly how a lot of her fans act. And, you know, again, I'm very good friends with these people, but I, I, I politely disagree with their, with their, with the fervency of their, of, of their fandom. Um, I, I like the Vixen, but I don't love the Vixen because I think the Vixen has a little bit of perspective to gain. 
before she becomes the most effective version of herself. I'm not saying that she's childish. I'm not saying that any of these things that you hear about the Vixen, I am saying that she's a little inexperienced. Obviously. The same way that I was. And the same way that tons of people are. But anyway, um, she, she definitely, she's definitely incendiary in nature. Uh, she loves the controversy. She seems to be there. She, you know, she says, I'm here to fight. She should say, I'm a controversy queen. You know, that's a little less charismatic as like a catchphrase when you first walk out. But, uh, that's what she should have said. Um, so she has a big fight with Aquaria where she, she brings to light that, uh, Aquaria is, uh, playing the victim card so that uh, she she being the so that the vixen looks like the angry black woman um and uh the, i just i'm confused by this whole thing the way that the edit made it played out the way that the the, the way that the edit made it play out is that to me, it seemed like uh, Eureka was like, hey guys, what's the deal with Miss Cracker and Aquaria? And uh, uh, they were like, oh, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. They didn't really want to talk about it because it's awkward because it's two white people trying to have a confrontation. It's unbelievable to watch them try to do this. Um so Eureka needs needs you know starts prodding because she's she's she knows that they won't ever do the confrontation, and then the vixen is like, ooh, they're never going to do the confrontation. We got to make sure that the confrontation happens, and the vixen really pushes it over edge with the confrontation, and then Aquaria gets all mad about it, um, and uh, I'm I'm getting this whole thing wrong, aren't I? I'm getting the whole thing wrong. Um, Aquaria says that Vixen shouldn't have won best drag or something. Is that what it is? No. It's something for the best drag thing. We got to just rewatch it. Hold on. Okay. So I've consulted with my elders and it turns out that Vixen says you guys should work this out about the Cracker Aquaria copycat nonsense. Aquaria says, "I don't know what you're talking about. I don't want to have to. I don't want to. I don't want to confront. I don't want to confront anybody about this." I think Aquaria is like straight up from like she's from like Pennsylvania or something. She's from like Philadelphia. She's from like a suburb of Philly. She's like the whitest, whitest, whitest. Like it's like, are you white or are you clear? You know, so like when it comes to like getting tried by fire, she just kind of like, you ever seen plastic, like a really thin sheet of plastic near a flame? That's what Aquaria does. Um, so uh, she's clear and uh, she's also, in my opinion, just not the most likable, not the most likable bitch of the bunch. Um, so you take Vixen who's, you know, medium likable and you take Aquaria who's very unlikable and you've got a very, very tuned out Becky 
for like the whole first couple episodes, y'all. I pff, was tuned out to say the least. So, but anyway, Miss Cracker and Aquaria do or do not have their fight. They finally, there was, nobody's copying anybody. Obviously, it's all bullshit. They just look alike. Um, and then later, the Vixen wins best, best drag. Later, the, the Vixen wins best drag. And when she wins best drag, uh, Cracker and Aquaria are like talking, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and Vixen borrows uh, a wig, and that's the wig that she won Best Dragon. And um, and then Aquaria says, "Isn't it funny that you won Best Drag with somebody else's Best Drag?" And you know, for sure, for sure, the Aquaria shouldn't have said that. It was stupid. It was petty. I think it was mostly just making sportsmen. You know, what What? What was that, that locker room talk? This really struck me as some locker room talk when Aquaria was like, ha oh, yeah, man. It's funny how you won the game with my helmet. Ha oh, ha. You know, that's how I heard it. Vixen goes ballistic. And uh, it's really bad. And then uh, Aquaria, like, cries. The untucked. The untucked is the sort of thing where it was like, man, we should just turn this off and go to bed. You know what I mean? Especially, like, I mean, you know what I mean. But, like, there's no point in sitting around for something untucked like that. I'm sorry. I don't get I don't get a drama boner like that. So, um, you know, I turned it off. And then, you know, people were posting articles about how Vixen gets death threats. Vixen gets death threats for how she talks to Aquaria in that episode. That's so inappropriate. You know, nobody should be threatening the Vixen's life in any circumstance. Because of what she says on RuPaul's Drag Race. No no way. Nobody should be threatening any of these pretty little fairies' lives. You know, the Vixen is probably one of the more, probably one of, the, I wouldn't say the most, but one of the more aggressive queens that we've seen on the show. Uh, she's still, like, not as aggressive as, like, literally any dude I've ever met before 8 a.m. So, um, I just think that, I think that the Vixen is getting, is definitely getting typecast. Uh, so this brings me to kind of what I really wanted to talk about. I just kind of think that the whole thing is, is a, is a scam. I kind of think that the whole thing is staged. And I don't mean like I think that the Vixen is, uh, is, uh, you know, I think that this is like Fifi 2.0 times a million. I think that they, they told her who to fight with, what to fight with them about, and said, really make it juicy. And if they weren't getting it juicy enough, they probably had her do it multiple times. I wouldn't be surprised if there's multiple takes of every argument. I wouldn't be surprised if there's multiple takes of different versions of how different things go out. From what I understand, RuPaul is completely obsessed with multiple takes. So I just, I don't find it far-fetched, to say the least, that this whole thing, responses, fights, YouTube videos, everything in between, reunion, 
all of it, all of it staged. I wouldn't be surprised. I think I've seen a lot of theories online about how a lot of people think that her fighting with the with Eureka is all staged. I don't believe that. Um, based on based on what I've seen, uh, the Vixen post on YouTube, I would not believe that her feud with Eureka is based on what the curate what the creators told her to do. I believe that the that the creators said maybe pick a fight with Eureka, and Vixen said, "Oh, you know, hold my beer." Let's do this. That's what I believe. Because she certainly, I think that they said, oh, you don't like Eureka? Let's make that, let's make that a big thing this season. And she took, she took the reins, obviously. She obviously just hates Eureka. Um, I get it. Eureka has a video. Eureka has a video of herself. Uh saying the n-word multiple times i recently watched the video and i'm not trying to defend it in any sort of exceptional way all i'm gonna say is that it seemed like a song and it seemed like uh it seemed like it might be a song or it might be like a movie thing it, it seemed very very playful i know that's maybe worse i'm not trying to defend white people saying the n-word whatsoever but I am trying to say that maybe this is not a, the most malicious manifestation of using that word. Um, when I heard about Eureka's N-word video, I had envisioned something that was a lot worse than what the video was. If you haven't seen the video, I encourage you to just go look at it and make your own opinion. Um... Obviously, it's not acceptable for a white person to use the N-word, especially uh, somebody who's from Tennessee. They should know what type of message that carries with it. They should be familiar with that. Uh, but, uh, I don't know, watch the video yourself. Eureka O'Hara says the N-word a bunch of times. The thing is, though, is that it doesn't matter whether or not it was uh, malicious. It doesn't matter what her intention was at all. It doesn't matter what Eureka's background is at all. None of this matters. The only thing that matters is that the reason white people shouldn't use that word is because of the history of the word and the way that the word was used in the past. It doesn't really have anything to do with what's going on right now. So... I didn't think it was a, a, a I didn't think it was a, a, a consciously malicious, you know, act of war. Um, I know that uh, people think that Eureka is really, really racist. Um, I think that the video is a huge part of why people think that. It's my opinion that the video was not malicious in nature. And also that the video did not like have any sort of like grand scheme of ill will, though not even like subtle sort of things. I just kind of think he, he was just saying something from a song or a video or something. Um, I'm sure I'll get death threats about this too. 
But, uh, you know, uh, it's totally unacceptable. Eureka shouldn't have said that. She has the right to say whatever she wants. She should live with the consequences of her actions. She's obviously doing that. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody needs to go above and beyond to, to remind Eureka of the different consequences of her actions. You know, she did a jump split and tore her leg off. I think she's aware that, that sometimes the shit she does sucks. I just, I just don't think, I just don't think it, I just don't think it's a, I don't think it's a mean, I don't think it's a terrible thing. I, I, I don't think it's a good thing. But I wish that there wasn't just these two options. I wish that I had more options than, I, I wish that we all had more options than just yes or no. But it seems like everything about our society is either yes or no. You're either racist or you're not. You're either gay or you're not. You know, I think we all know somebody who's who's pretty racist who 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 is also not racist like a progressive racist we all know i mean bernie guys are very progressive racists um so i think that uh i think that it's not so so easy i just don't think it's that simple and i also think that eureka is just really ignorant because she's a fucking drag queen and until Sasha Velour came around, it wasn't an expectation for a drag queen to be able to talk or even like write a f- coherent sentence or a paragraph or even understand how to, f- how to structure a paragraph or a sentence or just fucking anything. Some of them, they, they can't even read, you know, like. I... So it's an entirely new expectation for a drag queen to be some sort of coherent prophet, saint amongst people. Um, that doesn't mean that past drag queens haven't been, you know, way smarter and way better and way more awesome than all these people. Right now, I'm really just kind of talking about drag race. You know, Divine was a super smart, uh, charismatic, intelligent actor. Uh, RuPaul was obviously super smart, but I'm saying like in drag race history for the show, doesn't have a real big history of like real intellectual leaders so you know Eureka is certainly no exception she's definitely she's definitely in the bumpkin patch of contestants that being said bumpkin patch should know not to use the fucking word um yeah I you get confronted with that sort of stuff when you live in Tennessee. So, uh, you should know, you should know not to use the word. That being said, it almost kind of looked like a Snapchat video. So, you know, maybe she's just got too many friends on Snapchat, but, or she's just, I don't know. It's weird. It's all weird. The whole thing is weird. So, um, it's also a super old video. But it just kind of, uh, it's just weird. I just think it's it's way more complicated than Big Bad Eureka, Racist Tennessee, Extra Loud, Dairy Queen, Chicken Finger Basket. I just don't understand. I think that I think that there's definitely some inherent bias in the vixen and i know nobody wants to talk about that and nobody wants to hear that but uh i think the vixen is uh is a 
pretty mad about it herself. I think... I, I think I think this because I watched an hour-long YouTube video of a live chat she had after the reunion where she was very proud about how she's handled everything with Eureka. And uh, I know that she doesn't have any respect for the way that Eureka's going about the situation. I know that there's always cameras around. I know that it seems... Um, meticulous, it seems plotted, it seems planned, it seems insincere from Eureka. I understand this perspective that the Vixen is insisting on, but what I see is somebody trying to talk to them like a person, and that person saying, you can't possibly think of me like a person, so I'm not going to treat you like a person, and I'm just going to shut down from the get-go. And I, I totally relate to that perspective. I totally feel like that all the time. But I don't think that that's what you should have done in this situation. And um, the Vixen will go on, goes on for like damn near 30 minutes in this YouTube confessional about how uh, Eureka has tried and tried and tried and tried and tried to, uh, you know, reconnect, get over things, move on. And how the Vixen's just like, you don't deserve that. And she thinks that she's in the right for that. And to me, that is upsetting. You can't preach about how everybody needs to love and accept you and then not love and accept uh, anybody that you think is, like, I guess just unlovable or just irredeemable. It's obvious that the Vixen decided that, the, that Eureka was unlovable and unforgivable and unrede irredeemable irredeemable from the get-go and she said that on the show she said on the show season nine i i knew i hated you way back in season nine i hated you on season nine so i was ready to hate you in season 10 and i think that when she came in there ready to fight i think she was ready to pick on porky because that's exactly what she did the whole season that she was there till she got sent home because she she never did any of her stuff. She never did any of the stuff she's famous for. Instead, she just danced around in like weird tacky hats and and like swimsuits and wore big leather boots and did some really baller lip syncs. But you know, I just think that you know, she also she took, she dedicated like a good solid five minutes of her YouTube confessional to like laugh and mock. Uh, how Eureka thought that the Vixen was targeting her because Eureka was doing well and how like at that point the Vixen had been doing so well I guess apparently she did all the ones that she was ever going to do which was like barely any and she was like I, I kind of want to make sure that Eureka knows that I was never ever ever threatened by her and that's ridiculous, and I just wanted to get that out of the way. I'm just, like, sitting here, like, I'm sorry. who, Who's getting all the good gigs? Like, who do I have a $20 cover charge to go see? It's not Vixen. It's Eureka. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that um, I think that's obvious that they wanted us to think that the Vixen was the devil and that the Eureka was being targeted and the Aquarius being targeted, blah, blah, blah. And that the Vixen was this hyper-controversial figure. 
But uh, what ended up happening was, I guess, just that. But also, the thing is, if you've, you gotta watch this YouTube thing. Don't watch the YouTube thing with the vixen. I I'll just summarize it for you real quick. So. Uh, she blames Eureka for everything, the whole season. Uh, she seems to have a really hard time taking responsibility for anything that happens to her, um, which can be really tough. So I sympathize, but I'm calling you out. Uh, she like talks about how she doesn't want to sell out but is obviously also selling out too she's like oh there won't be t-shirts of this thing i'm not going to make t-shirts of of uh the vixen will fight you shirts but like she's making t-shirts of everything else so like why not that one it's ridiculous you got 15 minutes of fame i'd go ahead and take all 15 i'd try to stretch it to 17 if i could if it were me, it'd be easy 20. That's all I got to say. I would just wouldn't leave. You just don't leave. Uh, so if you've got your 15 minutes of fame, which for the Vixen, it's absolutely going to be, ex you know, maybe f maybe 10 or 8. It's going to be like 8 minutes of fame. You better get busy during those 8 minutes. So make the goddamn t-shirt because the t-shirt's not going to sell in 20 years, honey. You're not going to be able to make that t-shirt in 20 years. It's that t-shirt now or that t-shirt never. So your loss. Um, she says about the reunion, she says the reunion, she says that there was like a whole talk that they edited out where she really got to show her real political colors and how she really got to speak her mind and how she, she did show herself in a great way in the reunion, but they just didn't show the talk. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. My cat also had an incredible speech during the reunion. It was just breathtaking. There was not a dry eye in the house. Uh, yeah. But they edited it out because they said what, that nobody's going to like this sentimental cat speech. Yep. So I'm, that's, I think that's bullshit. You know, I, I believe that they are editing the, vi the Vixen to be the villain. I also believe that the Vixen gave them a ton of material with which to turn her into the villain. I just don't believe that it's their responsibility to exclusively show the Vixen in the best light possible. It's their responsibility to get people hooked on their trashy reality TV show. It's not their responsibility to show the Vixen in a positive artistic light. That's the Vixen's responsibility. The Vixen's responsibility is to show herself in a positive artistic light. So if she didn't accomplish that, that has absolutely nothing to do with the show. It has everything to do with the Vixen. Did they make her into the villain? Yeah. Because guess what? If you're making a chocolate pie and you shit into a bowl and mix a piece of Hershey's Kisses in there, it's not a chocolate pie. It's a shit in a bowl with some Hershey Kisses. So if you go to a television show and you give them 
55 minutes of bile and five minutes of cute hugs and kisses and sentimental lovey chats with Blair Sinclair. And you turn around and it's nothing but fucking bile. Don't be surprised. That's all I'm saying. It's not a big deal. Just don't be surprised. When 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 you poop in the bowl and then you mix the Hershey Kisses, it's still poop. Doesn't turn it all into chocolate just by contact. One hug does not make up for a whole bunch of bullshit. Unless that one hug is to Eureka, who is the main source of conflict for the whole season. They never ended that you refused to resolve. She even tried to meet up with you in the real world and you ditched her in the real world. That's what she tells you in the in the YouTube confessional. She she says that she says that Eureka desperately tried on multiple occasions to meet up with her and have a beer and have a talk. And the vixen never did it because she was too busy. I'm sure she's too busy. From what I understand, drag drag queen schedule is uh like 11 p.m to 4 a.m three days a week if you're lucky it's like five days a week so there's a whole lot of time where you're like asleep getting ready for the next show but i'm pretty fucking sure you can get a beer at nine and if it takes you that long to get ready for your show maybe you shouldn't have been on rupaul's drag race Ooh, i don't know who do I, what do I, who cares? who cares? All I gotta say is that Eureka went way out of her way to try to patch things up with the Vixen many, many times in front of cameras as well as way outside of cameras. I know that the Vixen says, oh, she wanted to get a picture, she wanted to get a selfie. And I'm sure she does, but who fucking wouldn't? I just don't think it I think that she I think that she views all this as her way of like taking revenge on Eureka of not giving Eureka the closure and the satisfaction and the validation that she thinks Eureka doesn't deserve. I see this as just a huge amount of disrespect and uh ill will towards Eureka. She just hates Eureka. She just doesn't want anything to do with Eureka. And I think it's because she's a fat southern queen. And uh Asia O'Hara Asia O'Hara definitely, you know, uh, Asia was so good this season. Asia totally, Asia totally really set the tone for the whole season. Asia made it so that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, the vixen was being translated. You know what I mean? Uh, it was really good for me to have a, had to have Asia there as translator. Gave me a lot of perspective. Um, essential to the whole season. It's a real shame what happened with all the butterflies. I really liked it, and I don't think that they were dead. I think they were just scared. If I was a butterfly hiding in somebody's booby, and they said peekaboo, I'd hide. That's all I gotta say. But um, so the vixen brings up the whole angry black woman thing with Aquaria. It's really great. I don't know what she's bringing up with the Eureka thing. You know, if, if her if her whole thing is that she starts fires to expose the truth, what is the truth that's being exposed with Eureka? I don't think there's any truth being exposed with Eureka. I don't think there's anything being exposed. I think she's just 
poking Porky. I think she's just being a dick. I think she's just, I think she's just, I think she's just shitting on the fat girl. That's what I think. Um, so she rationalizes all of her disagreements with people as them not understanding her needs. That's what, that's what I've observed. You know, um, if she has a disagreement with anybody, it's because they don't understand her needs. She doesn't seem to have very many disagreements with the, with the other black queens. She, she talks about it. She says, she, I would never come for any of my black sisters because I want them to be on Black Girl Magic and I want to invite them on the show. That's what she says in the YouTube confessional. You can go look it up yourself. That's what she says. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I don't understand why you have to treat them in a completely different way than you treat everybody else because otherwise they wouldn't come onto your show. Is that you admitting that you treat everybody else like crap so you have to treat the, the black girls in a completely different way than you treat other people because otherwise they wouldn't come work for you? If you treated them the way that you did everywhere else, you would, you, they wouldn't come work for you? That's what I hear. I think that's pretty true. She's just, in general, just very self-aggrandizing when she's when she's reflecting. When she's when when she's reflecting on what's happened, it always seems to be a completely different version of reality from what everybody else kind of thinks happened. Um, and I relate, you know. Uh, I I am mostly just in a completely different reality all the time, and I it's exhausting to be up here. Um, so I, I sympathize, but uh, I just got mad because she picked Eureka. You know, she'd picked, like, if all of this aggression was directed towards Dusty Ray Bottoms, I'd be, like, you know, just kind of quietly nomming on my popcorn in the corner. I would, I would, I would not say much, but I kind of like Eureka. Um so that definitely changes my perspective. I'm sure you're already. T I'm sure you've already noticed this. I'm sure I'll get a ton of flack for being a Eureka fan. Everybody hates Eureka fans. Everybody hates Eureka. But um, uh, I don't really understand the whole deal with with all the Vixen stuff. Just kind of seems wrong to me. Uh, she she calls out Eureka for saying that her and Monique's looks were crafty. That's totally shady. Since when is it illegal for a drag queen to throw some shade? Haven't they all been throwing shade at each other since the dawn of time? Isn't there a mini challenge called The Library is Open, Time to Read, where they all just insult each other and, 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 and cackle hysterically like little little fat little fairy princesses? It's making fun of each other, like, is a huge part of the show. That's how you win. Do you remember Bianca Del Rio? She she made fun of everybody all the time. That's her whole deal. That's the whole deal. Bob? I'm sorry. Is Bob, like, is Bob, like, did he get, did he win because he never made fun of anybody? He made fun of everybody every day. He was so annoying in the workroom. I, I, I just, I also, I'll be honest, Bob's my least favorite winner, mostly because um, I just think kimchi was robbed. I'm obsessed with kimchi. 
But anyway, I'm, I'm getting really off topic. I think the Vixen is full of shit. I think the Vixen can't take responsibility for any of her any of her nonsense. She can't accept blame. And she sees the worst in everyone because she thinks everyone sees the worst in her. And if she just kind of focused on her best qualities instead of, like, focusing on everybody else's worst qualities, I think everybody have a much better time. Certainly we get a lot more done. And also, maybe you wouldn't have gone home so soon because your fucking looks would have happened. I just... The thing is, is that what I should have done is I should have just stopped the podcast after 10 minutes. Just click, done 10 minutes after I said that she's not doing her job. She's not doing her protest looks. She's not doing her political stuff. She's not doing any of the stuff that she has advertised herself as doing. And she's bitching about not doing well. I'm sorry. No drag queen is rewarded for coming on to drag race and not being able to execute what they're famous for. So don't bitch about not doing well and blame everybody in the whole universe and say that you wanted to leave and that you wanted to go home and that it was your time to go because you'd done everything you felt that you could do. If you've done everything you felt you could do and you never once did a political look, then well, what the hell, how'd you get on this show? I'm confused. Help me out here. So show me some political stuff. Make me angry in a way that isn't this. Oh, kitty. I'm sorry. My cat gets mad when I scream. So I'm going to shush. But, uh, you know what I mean? He doesn't, he doesn't have any business. He doesn't have any business complaining about not getting something that he thinks he deserves when he didn't do what he's best at. I don't think anybody can argue with that. Can anybody argue that that he didn't that he did bring his best, that his looks were the best, that he was doing just turning out crazy looks every week, that his challenges were strong, that his acting was good, that he could dance the choreography in time with everybody else? Cuz I I didn't see any of that. I didn't see, I didn't see any of that. All I saw was a really insecure, really angry uh, angry, hurt, young person. That's what I saw. You know, every time anybody would say anything to to the vixen, it was a it was a it was a apocalyptic sort of deal. You just couldn't take any sort of criticism. Couldn't take criticism from the judges. Couldn't take criticism from the other queens. Nothing. So Asia, Asia pulls the vixen aside and says, I think you have got angry black woman syndrome. Uh, I think that you're projecting a lot of your hatred onto Eureka because Eureka to the vixen seems to just represent the South and racism and all of it all at once. Uh, and white privilege and white guilt and white tears. Um, you know, sometimes the vixen will talk about Aquaria and uh, Eureka and say things like they use their white tears. 
I guess I don't know. Um, I just I as a as a white person that has tears, I don't use them maliciously. You know, when somebody attacks me and then hurts me and I cry, it's not like, oh, I'm going to get this person in extra trouble because of my tears. Like, I know that there are people that do that, but I don't really think it has anything to do with being white. But then maybe that's my privilege uh, clouding my, my perspective on this. I just, I personally, I don't understand. I don't understand the white tears thing. Um, you know what makes me want to cry some white tears, though? When the vixen said that her primary objective in her black girl magic shows is to make money off of white guilt that she makes money off of white guilt and i i get it i would totally make money off of white guilt too i think i kind of am doing that right now but i'm not making any money so don't 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 kid yourself for a second about this all right i'm not making any money doing this um actually actually none so I, I I get that white guilt is profitable. I don't think it's moral and I don't think it's progressive to try to make money off of it. I maybe I'm wrong. I think I might be wrong about this. Uh but I don't know. It just doesn't fix anything. The same way that, you know, Digging into Aquaria doesn't make all the white bitches in the world, like, unex inexplicably, like, start to, like, writhe in pain. You know, like, Eureka is not a voodoo doll that everything the vixen says to Eureka or everything the vixen does to Eureka happens to every fat southern racist person in the world. Like... It's just not how it works. It's just one person that you're affecting, and it's just one bad interaction that you're having. It's not a lot of bad interactions with a lot of people making a lot of progress. It's just one, and it's not making any progress. It's just making everybody feel like shit. So it's not the vixen's job to make white people feel good. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm trying to say that it's maybe not the vixen's job to make white people feel terrible. I know that that's how she perceives herself as an artist, but... um. I don't think that's, uh, certainly it's not art that I'm going to, you know, patronize. That's, that's not, that's not, it's not art that I'm going to participate in, uh, funding. So when she says, don't come for me, it's, it's not a real thing. It's not a real thing. It's not a real thing to be like, it's your fault for making me angry. This is the same sort of, you know, like abusive. Uh, when somebody when somebody hits their girlfriend, they say, you made me do it because you were so fucking annoying. You know, oh, if you weren't such an annoying bitch, I wouldn't have to I wouldn't have to punch you so much. You know, like when my uh, my neighbor's daughter got married and they had a baby and he started beating the shit out of her. And she moved back home and it was weird as fuck because like I was a kid and I was just like, why the hell is this lady that we just went to her wedding? Why is she back here with her kid looking real sad? And like, you know, I, it was confusing. Um, you know, he, he like, he like said that it was because 
of his job and he said that it was because of his uh of, because they had a kid and he said it was because of his mom and he said it was because of everything except for except for what it was which is because of him he was a fucking jackass that liked beating women to express himself when he should have just been taking a fucking pottery class or some shit all right it's not it's not a way to express yourself to be a fucking asshole it's not a, it's not a, it's not an artistic license um so being a reactionary uh you know controversial you know sort of bear to every little thing that everybody says uh is intolerance so if you have a problem with everybody else's intolerance and you want everybody else to be tolerant it doesn't make any sense to fight intolerance with more intolerance. I understand that some people might say that I do that myself. They might say that this podcast is that. They might say, what about Tan? Uh, oh, you were so mean to Tan. I'm just trying to make conversation. I'm trying to do what I think the vixen thinks she's doing. But I don't think she's doing it. Uh which is just kind of talk about tough stuff in a tough way that's not sugar-coated. Uh, you know, Eureka comes from a, a pretty shitty background herself. It kind of sounds like the Vixen's home life and family life is pretty good. Um, you know, every time Eureka tried to talk about her troubled past, people mocked it. But, you know, somehow the vixen is just the real victim in every situation. And I hate, I hate victim shaming. I'm not trying to victim shame. I'm not trying to do any of that. I'm just trying to say that, you know, for somebody who, for somebody who's picking fights, she sure seems like she's picking fights with the wrong person. I just, I just don't understand it. Um, Asia says, Asia tweeted like two days ago or something that uh, if the vixen were white, she would be treated like Sasha Velour. Something along those lines of, like, if if uh, like the vixen's political and, like, artistic motivations would be seen like Sasha Velour if she was white. And that Sasha Velour is just a benefactor of being white. You know, um, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Sasha Velour, on her worst day looks better than any of the looks that the Vixen's ever done. I mean, this, I, it's mostly just budget, like, point blank. Sasha Valor's just got tons more money than the Vixen. Um, yeah, and I get it. That's the whole thing. We could talk about that for forever. But, like, you know, I just don't think that... I just don't think that we've seen anything as abstract or conceptual as any of the stuff Sasha Velour has done in The Vixen. Like the, the, the Vixen has not done anything uh, as conceptual as Sasha Velour. Even the, even the political stuff. Even the, the cross. Even the, the noose. Even the stuff. It's just not... It's not as uh, it's not as complicated and nuanced as a lot of the stuff I've seen from Sasha Velour. 
especially the performances with the projections. Oh my goodness. So I disagree, Asia. I think that that I think that I think that what you're saying is true. I think that maybe we might see Asia as more of a Sasha Valor if it if the race card weren't in there. I think that Asia is just about as good as Sasha Valor, but lives in Texas. I really wish that Asia would just relocate to somewhere with a little bit more artistic, uh, a little more artistic savvy. Texas seems to suck ass. So I wish Asia would just leave Texas and then become a, like a better version of, you know, a, a better black Sasha Velour. But, um, you know, I, I very much disagree with that being said about the Vixen. I don't see that sort of artistic flair in the Vixen at all, ever. Uh, I do see that sort of artistic flair 24-7 in Asia O'Hara. So, um, yeah, I think maybe she was just talking about herself but needed to say the vixen instead to seem modest asia o'hara please stop being modest you don't need to be i think a lot of that honestly i just kind of feel like it stems from the sasha and shay controversy i kind of feel like there should have been a double win i think there should have been two wins in season nine should have been two winners should have been sasha and shay should have been the first every double win um but i also feel like sasha and shay are apples to oranges I think it's completely ridiculous to say that apples are better than oranges. Um, speaking of apples, I was completely obsessed with Sasha's like Space Age Eve, Alien Five. It's, it was so good. I like literally. I was like, oh, when I saw it, my girlfriend can vouch for me. It was like pretty obvious that I was like really shocked, really upset. So I'm really off topic. Real quick, the reunion. So, the Vixen clarifies parts of the reunion on the review video that she does. This on YouTube now. The live Facebook thing that she did, the live interview she did. This seemed super duper staged. Um... Also, she kept talking about how this is the first time she's ever, like, made a video like that or something. Can I go ahead and say that the whole fucking show is videos like that? Like, maybe she did, maybe she set up the cameras or something, but, like, oh my, oh my god. Oh my god. The whole show. All of it. The whole show is little one-on-one interviews. Anyway. Okay. So... Throughout the whole YouTube confessional, she's saying that, you know, she's not really aggressive and everything is wrong, blah, blah, blah. And then she talks about the reunion. And when she's talking about the reunion, she's so fixated on Eureka the whole time. Saying that, you know, with Eureka testing her and, like, uh, with Eureka testing her throughout the season. And, like, I I just don't understand what we're talking about at this point. Like, I don't understand what's going on. Because she's so fixated on Eureka, she can't even just calm down and talk about, like, something that happened to her pretty recently. That she acted a fool at. She stormed off midway. You guys know this? You should know this. 
she stormed off midway. And she's saying that everybody else is acting a fool and she had to leave because she was being disrespected. She disrespected everybody by getting up and walking away. So, you know, um, I guess in this reality, the vixen is owed a group, you know, cuddle, hug, salvage, and the, I guess the whole reunion is supposed to be about the vixen and, like, going out in the parking lot and saving the vixen. I guess that's what the whole reunion is supposed to be about. But instead, it was about her storming off, and then we all immediately forgot she was even on the show. That's what happens. When you leave, y'all just forget. It doesn't fucking matter. I definitely think if her goal was to be the most controversial drag race cast member, she accomplished this. Um, I don't think that was her goal, though. I don't think she really even notices. It's kind of like she's in quicksand and she keeps squiggling and it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Like every everything that happens, she's in a bad situation and then she makes it worse all the time. So I, you know, I don't I don't even really like who knows what her career is going to be like. It's probably just going to be nothing. You know, remember what happened with Fifi? Like, even after All-Stars, everybody was like, oh my fucking God, Fifi. It was even worse. So, I, I just don't think that this is the smart way to play it. I think this is the bummest deal that you can get. I think that Vixen should already know this. Um, but, yeah. I just think that uh, I think that the vixen might be the the real millennial queen. You know how you know how uh, Aja was the millennial queen because she is the Instagram queen and she was like she just she's just kind of she's just kind of is all the things that millennial is and like uh, millennials are and she's um, you know she represents us really well. I'm a huge Aja fan. But I kind of feel like Vixen is the other side of Millennials. I actually, I take it back. I totally lie to you guys. I'm not a huge Aja fan. She grew on me. I think she represents a lot of uh, the struggles that Millennials go through pretty well. But I should say that at first I was absolutely not an Aja fan. And I didn't really like any of Aja's drag. Sorry about it. Um, I like some of her stuff now. She's grown on me a lot. That's all I have to say. So I would say definitely Aja gets overwhelmingly the award for most improved. But yeah, I wouldn't say I'm an Aja fan. That's that's really misleading. Um, okay, continue. Back to Vixen and her millennial status. It's not so much that she represents millennials in a way that I like. It's that she kind of represents a lot of the things that I think a lot of people hate about millennials. That we're hypersensitive, that we're uh, preachy that we're holier than thou, that we're uh, uh, easily triggered, that we say things like triggered. You know, even uh, even like big time uh, comedians now, I mean, everybody makes fun of millennials for being easily triggered. Like no matter what side you're on, everybody's sick of it. 
don't mind this ambulance going by. I don't know if you can hear that or not. Um, so, the vixen, you know, she seems to interpret all of this uh, liberal agenda as something that she can she can work with. I don't want to say that it's that that all of the stuff that she says is, you know, kind of a manipulation of of the white guilt stuff, uh, because I feel like anybody that's a Vixen fan is going to be real upset by that. But that's kind of how I see it. I kind of feel like she's using people's guilt uh, as a way to control them. Maybe I just it's confusing. I'm not too familiar with anything else like this i feel like women do this all the time uh in like bad like you know like like emotionally abusive women do this all the time where they'll like convince uh their boyfriend or whoever they're with or girlfriend or whoever they're with that uh they are always uh being hurt by everybody all the time so that you know they're always in the state of needing to be like taken care of do we all we all know somebody like this? It's easy to put set, put that on somebody that doesn't deserve it. I would say I would say that it's easy to put that on the people that don't deserve that. But there's definitely a type of person that wants to be you know that damsel in distress twenty four seven. Um, I I don't know most of the most of the people I know that act like that nowadays are guys. So maybe this is a so like a cultural thing that's been put on to me to assume that it's always women that are doing this. But like I don't know right now I know it, I can think of at least three or four guys that uh, you know just play the victim card twenty four seven, just pity everything, and their moms just like take care of them forever. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a type of depression for sure. I'm not trying to say it's some sort of like horrible, unforgivable thing. I'm just trying to say that, you know, it definitely kind of makes your behavior a little strange. I think that the vixen might just be trying to, you know, she might just be trying to, you know, play on people's sympathies as much as she can as a sort of free ticket that's not terrible but i it's not it's not how i would do it personally especially if i consider myself an artist especially if you know uh, when you're an artist that's not that's not that's not that's not a good way to make art that's not art that anybody needs to to have more of we don't need lots of that I just think that she's also super fixated on microaggressions. Microaggressions are a big deal. We talk about those a lot in the transphobia episode. We talk about those all the time. This, I mean, microaggressions are like a focus of the show. But um, I do think that there's a difference between microaggressions and like... Uh, you know, paranormal activity aggressions. It just kind of seems like a lot of the times the stuff that Vixen is talking about is a lot more Ghostbusters than it is microaggressions. I just, it's just so subtle, a lot of it, that it's like, oh my goodness. You know, it's like, I, I feel this way a lot of the time. Sometimes I'll, I'll you know, like, 
I will have to admit, um, I think that sometimes a man will say something to me in a patronizing way and it just kind of triggers me and I just get defensive immediately, you know. Um, and it, Vixen talks a lot in the YouTube thing about how she gets easily triggered and how she, she's triggering is a big thing for her. Uh, and that Eureka tr triggers everything about her and that apparently Eureka should have just known that uh, Eureka entire personality was going to be triggering so that she should just avoid the vixen at all the vixen at all costs because eureka should just somewhat how be aware that everything about her persona is a trigger and that she is a walking piece of shit i guess so yeah i think that's a very horrible unrealistic expectation of the vixen for her to assume that eureka should know well in advance that she shouldn't talk to her because obviously Eureka is just a trigger. But anyway, um, uh, I think that she's really obsessed with, I think she's so obsessed with microaggressions that she, she sometimes might be projecting them. I do this all the time with, with, with men, like I say, um, Yeah, that's a different story for a different episode. We'll do that later, maybe. Um, but we should, you know, maybe wrap it up for tonight. Let's talk about how, uh, real quick, when Asia pulled the vixen aside and said, you have angry black, angry black woman syndrome, in the YouTube confessional, Vixen said, uh, I will never be ashamed to be an angry black woman. I have valid reasons to be angry. Black women are the, the, the most abused, least appreciated people in America. And of course, 100%, all of this is totally true. Uh, black women are definitely very abused and very forgotten. Uh, but the vixen is a black man. He's a gay black man. But, uh, you know, when he, when he goes out of drag, he does not look like, he does not look like a little fairy princess in the least. He, 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 he definitely is just a gay man when he takes off the wig. Uh, so he's not trans. He's not, uh, he's not, uh, he's not actually a woman. Uh, and, um, I know that that shouldn't be such a big deal. I just, uh, I just think that maybe, uh, there's gotta be a better way to uh, represent the angry black woman than uh, this kind of blind, directionless fury. Um, I love it. It's amazing, but it's also just not so productive. I just feel like there's got to be a better way to to approach 
what we're dealing with. Um, and I'm not really sure that this is the sort of person that uh, the representation that we're seeing, I'm saying the, the representation of the vixen, I'm not really sure that this is a sort of inspirational, imitatable thing. You know, I don't really think that uh, other people are going to come on the show in the style of the vixen and try to be like the vixen. And I think that if they do, I think they'll hopefully be doing political stuff. But uh, it all comes back to my original point. I don't think that she ever fully represented herself as a political queen. And I don't think that she uh, is fully representing herself as an angry black woman either because uh, she's... Uh, she's... Uh, She's a man. And uh, she's still somehow blaming everything on Eureka. That's just like, what the hell? You know, cycle it through at least. But, um, yeah. Also, she said about Eureka... If you are racist, you shouldn't have to spend so much time. If you aren't racist, you shouldn't have to spend so much time defending yourself for not being racist. Um, or for being not racist. Uh, let me say that again. If you are not racist, you shouldn't have to spend so much time defending yourself for being not racist so if the vixen is inspirational shouldn't she just be inspirational without all the excessive explaining remember back to Tina Fey and how everybody's talking about whether or not Tina Fey's gay it's like obnoxious You just shouldn't... It, the excessive explaining is the problem. The excessive explanation is bizarre. That's all it is. If you're really influential in the community, you don't need to say so. Other people usually say that. The thing about being influential is that you just don't have to tell people that you are. You don't have to say, hey, just so you know... I'm influential. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if everywhere... Oh, well, currently our president... Our president does that, but our president is, is not a president. Can you imagine if Obama, everywhere he went, was like, just so you know, I'm the first black president. Can you imagine? Like, fucking duh. Duck and fuh. What the heck? You just don't if you're if you're if you're something unbelievable and and if you're truly incredible it just is you don't need to say so. By the way, I'm amazing. This is the best podcast you've ever heard in your life. Uh listen to it every moment of every day forever. This is the best moment that you've ever felt. Enjoy the best time of your life. Listen to it again. Greatest podcast ever. But that's just, you know, it's normal stuff I'm saying. 
just how people talk. Is it the social media stuff? Is it is it all Facebook? Everybody's like, we gotta have the best time ever. So Vixen's just living in a fucking fantasy world where like only what happens on Facebook exists. You know, only what happens on Twitter exists. Only what happens on Instagram is real. A reality is like a shitty alternate version of social media. Because I kind of feel like that's what we're living in sometimes. Uh, yeah. All right. It's officially, it's officially been more than an hour and a half or no, not quite too long. So yeah, sorry about it, Vixen. I think you're great, but I wish that you would stop, uh, bitching and moaning about fucking everything. And I also wish that you would just, instead of like, just attacking everybody i think you should just admit that you're uh, a fighter and that you start fights that's all i want to that's all i want to hear this literally please just hug eureka put on a fake smile like everybody else has to you know it's a lug it's a luxury to hug people that you like you don't always get to hug people that you like it's what it is welcome to being a woman if you're going to say you're an angry black woman, you got to start acting like a woman. You know what women do? Women hug people they don't want to hug all the fucking time. Fucking hug Eureka. So, uh, yeah, that's all I had to say. Uh, if you're going to be, if you're going to, if you're going to be the angry black woman, you should, you should, you should, you know, you should be taking the worm. You should be taking the woman's burden. Which is the emotional burden of fat white guys like Eureka. When you're done with that, you can come over and help me out with all the other bastards I have to take care of. So, okay, officially too much talking. Good luck, everybody. Uh, Don't drive off a cliff. Don't kill anybody. You don't get any points when you hit anybody. You get uh, if it the opposite of points. You get points taken away. So uh, yeah, don't hit people. Drive safe. Be safe. Please just like drive the speed limit. It's really relaxing. I did it the other day, and I was like, "Wow, this really feels like I'm experiencing life in slow motion." I arrived at the same fucking time, so I I think it's just unnecessary stress to speed like that. But anyway, ta ta.